0: Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of The Anchor of the Week. Yes. We are buzzing for this one. We are so excited. Yeah, this is our last episode of the series um, and we have another guest on
1: Yeah.
0: uh, from overseas.
1: Exactly. Y'all thought that we were ending the series on control last week, but then surprise, 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 surprise.
0: Yes. And this is a good surprise. We have um, Officer Barbie with us. Yes. I just wanted to make sure I got that right. Um, yeah, first of all, thank you so much for coming on.
2: Hey, really, thanks for having me. I really appreciate you guys giving me this, this opportunity.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're kind of, obviously, we interviewed last week um, the police from England. Mm-hmm. And now we have uh, someone from the States. Yes, and...
1: who's been in law enforcement for 15 years, I believe. Correct yeah. me if I am wrong. Yes. Um, Which is amazing. A completely different perspective.
0: Honestly, yes. And, um, yeah. Yeah,
1: And we're so ready for this. We, <laughs> we are. are.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you just want to give your, um, just a brief background of like what you do exactly? Um, just so we have a bit of context.
2: So um, according to Zach, really appreciate you guys having me on. Um, so what I've, so I've been in law enforcement for over 15 years. Uh, and I'm also in the United States military. So what I'm able to do is while I am, um, doing my law enforcement position, if the federal government feels the need to call me up for active duty, then my civilian job, which is law enforcement, they have to hold that position for me.
0: Mm.
2: And then I go serve and do my military duty. And then once I complete, I have the uh, opportunity to go back to the position of being law enforcement officer. So uh, right now you're you catching me in my with my military hat on here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, but at the same time, because I'm serving uh, the federal government here in the United States, the law enforcement side, they have to hold my position for me for up to five years, which is a fantastic plan for, especially being a reservist. So there's a reservist, then there's active duty, and then there's National Guard. So I'm actually a reservist in the United States military as well.
0: Awesome, wow, brilliant. And we just wanna um, also quickly just clarify, uh, just before we do dive into things, that this is just obviously your opinions and things, and also just like we're just we're trying to attack the opinions of things rather than the specific people, and this is just our different perspectives that we're trying to share yeah um
1: yeah, and of course, like I mean, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that Zach and I are not American, um but we also <laughs> do know that there is a very specific culture right now um around like the police and in law enforcement, and just kind of the idea of control that they have over the general public Um, and again part of that could also be the narrative that we are seeing here overseas Um, and that is just something that we really kind of want to dig into today Um, because as we say here in the anchor for the week as Zach said we attack topics not people but right now it feels like it's the opposite in society Um, so that's kind of like your little brief overview um, and we're just gonna I think jump straight in. Um,
0: So yeah I mean first just question I guess um, for yourself obviously at the moment again this is just from what we can see and understand it very much looks like it's the police uh, and the law enforcement versus like the people and it it kind of looks like it's two different sides against each other almost obviously I don't think that's what it was initially created for initially it was most obviously to help and work together Uh, do you have initial thoughts on that or do you do you, can you see that as an issue at the moment and can you see that that's like the current status almost um and just what are your general thoughts on that um,
2: i think what we're seeing in in that respects is just a very select audience i think social media really drives that to really believe that it is a us against them type mentality right yeah. um but i think we talked about the majority of of what law enforcement and their and our relationship with the public um, is actually pretty good. However, the pow- we do not want to negate the power of social media and how that affects uh, the way people feel about certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are very emotional people. I think we're emotional first. And so when we see something or hear something, we always have an emotional response to that from where our perspective is. So. Um, So it does seem like it is it is the police officers against the public. Um, However, from a law enforcement standpoint, we do not see us as being against the public. Yeah, Uh, we understand that our role is very important and we understand that uh, uh, the role, like Zach said, we are put in a position of power. uh, And sometimes people forget we volunteer for this.
0: Mm.
2: We volunteer to be police officers, to be able to serve the public. And I think sometimes people forget that. Right. Yeah. The so moving forward, um, um, we just kind of do our job on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the calls we get are, are very. I just say you won't believe some of the calls we get that we have to go handle on a daily basis. Yeah. But we're always, always our first mindset is to be a service to the public.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: Regardless of what they, regardless of what they think about us. Sure. Sure. Regardless, so.
1: And I think that kind of goes into my next question. Actually, was what? How would you define like the police's role, like in in the public or in society? Right, because some people do view it as, oh, they're here to control, or they're here to, I don't know, fill in the blank. There's so many different things that people view the police as right now. Um, but I would service? Would that be your your main way of describing it?
2: Probably a better way to describe it is um, watchdogs. Oh, nice. You think about it from perspective of Um, a a dog has the ability uh, to be very vicious, to be very dangerous, um, to to be very unpredictable. However, as a watchdog, um, we are trained to protect those that cannot protect themselves. And so when you come from that perspective, um, uh, because of our training, and one of the things that, 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 some people don't realize is that we, for me to get my credentials, it took over seven months of Mm -hmm. training to do that. And over a thousand hours of classroom, Mm -hmm. um, physical fitness law. So we go through this very intensive Mm -hmm. training, but you can never cover everything. You can never cover everything that needs to be covered, what you do on a daily basis. Um, so I would say probably more of a watchdog where we are there to protect those that cannot protect themselves. Uh, We are, for example, like we are controlled by the entity that has trained us, be it law enforcement, be it uh, the federal government. We are controlled by that entity on how we are able how we are able to operate an area we're able to operate in and and we're not. So there I I have to admit also that there are some watchdogs that have taken advantage of our position and our power. Um, I think the biggest advantage that I've seen over at least over the past 20 years is the addition of videos to our, of what we do. Right. Um, I think that has exposed those police officers that have been doing the wrong thing, but then it also has like, if I'm the bad officer doing all the wrong stuff, it also plays a role. If you guys are officers as well, then it kind of, puts that bad note, bad uh, reputation on you guys as well. But you guys, you guys are the good guys. Right. You guys are doing all the right things. But then again, we must understand the society that we're in. It is a uh, information hungry, emotional. I want to be on this side versus that side, as opposed to sometimes getting the real answers of what really has occurred when it comes to the relationship between police officers and civilians yeah sometimes what we see in social media is a clip right of what, of what sells
0: yeah
2: of what causes that uh that emotional charge to sell our our perspective of the story or what we want the public to believe um, there's a lot of stuff that police officers go through prior to having to engage with our public that a lot of civilians don't see
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think, I mean, just, like, going even more into that then, do you think it's just the case of it be, there being uh, videos and us accessing that sort of thing? Like, because I really believe that we also play a big role in this relationship. I don't think it's just the police making wrong decisions and, like, and that's the only reason why there's a bad image out there. Um, I think it's also that we play some sort of role. Um, what do you, like, do you think it's just access to video? Do you think there's more to it than that? Or do you think it's just just this is where the world we live in today it's like we have access to these things now
2: wait i'm sorry actually your
0: so what i guess what i'm asking is like the fact that we have access to things now do you think that's just why we like things are seen now rather than it not being seen or do you think it's a case of like i don't know something's changed over the past 20 years maybe that's a better way to format oh yeah definitely
2: the access of of uh cameras And the technology, how it has advanced so quickly then, you know, being able to, you know, take a picture of you guys right now and post it in real time on the Internet. And it's just going to catch a snap, just a a very specific moment in your life, which has no definition of really who you are. Mm.
0: Right.
2: Um, If I would have caught a picture of you praying. Courtney and that's all I caught then some people may interpret that as oh now she's a she's a holy role now she's praying but that's just one aspect of who you are yes and I think what society has done especially with videos is that we catch people in moments and then with from our perspective we define them within that moment yeah and I think that's what we're catching with a lot of the videos um a lot of the um you know, that we post on, on on social media is that we are catching a snapshot of, and sometimes it's, it's, it's uh, instigated. Like, all right, we're going to, all right, let's see if we can get Officer Barbie to respond in a certain way so that we can catch him in a position so that we can portray him to the world as this person. Uh, understand that we, as police officers, um, especially being on the street, which is what I was a law enforcement officer in, in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, we answer anywhere from the most call. The, I've answered in one day 40 different 911 emergency calls. Now, granted, all the phone calls aren't the level of what I need, you know, they're not like life threatening. But the time that it takes for me to um, answer a call and go to the next call, I understand that when I go to that call, I'm taking something from that call, be it uh, Courtney's maybe emotional state of what she's just been through. Zach has been going through something and I'm trying to solve this problem. But I'm, we're problem solvers. So, so when we come in and I'm trying to solve your problem, once I call, I take some of you with me wherever I go. Right. So yeah. as, as I'm going through the night, I'm taking a piece of every call through the night. So it's an emotional rollercoaster that I'm going through that I have to, once I go to a, a different call, I have to reground myself start from ground zero and then handle your call the best way that I can. So I think social media does play a part of that, but it's only a snap. You only get a snapshot. Yeah. So just imagine I'm handling, I do 99 calls, right? I get it right. The people will serve. We handle the situation properly. And then that one call I get wrong. So now I'm defined by that one call.
1: Yeah. And I think something that's very interesting too is that we forget a lot of times that like, hey, like you're, you're people, you know, and like, this does not excuse, I am definitely not excusing any of like, you know, the wrong decisions, or we've all seen horrible things, you know, like, and that's just fact. But we can't forget that you guys are also people. And like, you can have a bad day, or maybe you just saw something that really deeply disturbed you, you know, and I think a lot of times, it's that empathy that we are lacking, you know, Mm. obviously, there, as I said, there are some things, though, that, you know, it's, It's right or it's wrong, you know. Um, But that is, I think, a really key perspective shift that we need to have as well. Um, Because I know if I was a police officer, I would not be making everything like super right and super just all the time because i also am a human with emotions you know um which is really interesting something else that i think that kind of plays into this which you also kind of mentioned was that we all like often see the law enforcement as like our superior authority like you are the ones that govern us in that sense but you touched on the fact that like no like you are just responding to the people even above you um And that, for me, is something actually very fascinating, right? Like, you you can only do so much within the system that has been passed down to you or that created for you by people even higher than you. Um, Yeah, and do you have any kind of, like... I don't know, just help us with that kind of perspective because I think a lot of the times what we do as civilians, if you will, is we look at you and say, okay, like, fix my problem. You know what I mean? Like, why can't you fix my personal problem? Never minding the fact that, like... Maybe you can't or maybe you were told not to. I don't know. like what is we've all seen crime shows, you know what I mean? Like we all understand that there's like more behind the scenes. But do you have anything to kind of say like along those lines, if you will, to kind of like open up our perspective?
2: So we so we we are we should be held to a higher power. I mean, we all should be able to have a higher authority or or a higher level of what's right and what's wrong because that's what we're trained to do. Um, but like you said, we are people as well. Um, when we put the, when we put the uniform, even if I don't say anything and I show up to the call, just the perception of my authority that has, that society has given us. And that our, 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 uh, job or our, our boss has given us is, is already when we, when we already show up even before we say anything. So what we, the challenge is, is as I'm dealing with your issue in an authoritative way, I also have to show you that I'm human as well. Mm. And we are very visual people. Now, if I came in and say you were totally blind and you didn't know I was a police officer, and then you didn't know that I had on my uniform and I had all my gear on as as police and my weapon and all that, and I just came into your situation trying to to help you out, then your perspective would be totally different. But we're still visual about what we see, and then we see the authority when we show up. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it makes it difficult to try to uh, make us seem more human than the authority that we're given, right? And that we're, we're, we're uh, that we took the oath to carry to to, to do for our public. Um, we we volunteer to protect and serve because we know there's bad people out there. We know that people have bad days. We have bad days, but sometimes what we have to do as police officer is take the uh, our emotional roller coaster, our personal life out of it, Mm. because now I got to deal with Courtney. Courtney, what can I do for you to get you past this situation to help you out? And we have a plethora usually of services that we can help you out with, but I can't do anything. I can only do what i I can't make you go to the hospital i mean we have people that really needed to go to the hospital and they just don't want to go Mm
0: -hmm.
2: so then we now so now i have to worry about okay so i try to sometimes i try to courtney needs to go to the hospital she doesn't want to go now i'm carrying that with me so now what if something happens to courtney when i leave right so then that's where now it seems like we are being as police officers and those uh, first responders, it sounds now we're being pushy because now I'm gonna make you go because I know it's it's the best for you, but some but people see it as, oh, you're forcing me, you're taking away you know my amendment. yeah, it's not even about that. yeah, I want to see you. I want to make sure that you're okay. and maybe where you're at right now emotionally is not um, it's not in a place to where with us being common with what we've seen in our experience of where you need to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: However, my goal on every call is to make sure that you, Zach, that you guys are okay
0: mm-hmm.
2: from from every perspective, using every facility facility that we have to take care of you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. So it does become difficult <clears throat> for us to portray ourselves as humans, we are humans. But then, but then at the same time, we have the authority to kind of do some of the things we do to make sure that the ones we are taking care of are okay as well
0: yeah would you like so just to uh, bounce off that slightly like what is the police's exact role then like would you say or at least over there i don't know if it's really different the each country but like is it to take care or is it to like to protect or is it to like attend situations because you guys are called when something happens right, right. so would you but like is that how you see it that you go and deal with situations or do you see it as like no this my role is to like get this place safe so that that's like that's not just attending things that's also putting systems in place to keep things safe rather you know
2: it is it is that's a great point because when we go to a call the first thing is make sure that it's safe it is a safe environment and so sometimes we'll come in very aggressive and very authoritative and very in charge to make sure things are safe first before we can actually deal with the issue that's going on at hand. So, um, one thing that I've learned, uh, and that they teach us the academy is if you guys, if you guys are a married couple and we are called to your house, once we step into your house, your house is mine. Right. Because now what I'm doing is even though you guys are going through some kind of situation, What has happened in the past is say I'm dealing with, uh, say I'm dealing with you guys and and you guys are dealing with the issue, but there's someone in the corner that wants to do harm to either you or I, and I miss that. Yeah, so whenever, whenever we go to a call, we always make sure everything is safe first. So you guys maybe have an argument. First thing I would do is come in and I would basically clear your house to make sure there are no more threats in the house that we have to deal with that's going to distract us from helping you right even before we can even address your issue depending on the situation we have to make sure the environment is
0: safe
2: yeah be it outside inside um there are a lot of things that we have to that that we are taught in the academy that we have to be aware of on every single call Mm uh in america sometimes the most dangerous calls that we go on you would think would be some of the most con- will be is a basic argument or yeah. a disturbance, a domestic event. Uh, those are some of the most dangerous because really? the emotional state that the person is dealing with yeah. and the emotional state, how we can go from, from it can go to from zero to a hundred real quick.
0: Yeah.
2: So when I come in for an example, when we come into a call, say you guys are having an issue. The first thing that we're going to do is separate you guys. Cause we know that being in you guys presence, you guys are emotionally charged. Hmm. So we'll come in and handle. We'll, we'll, so the first thing, I'm sorry. The long, the short answer is that we make sure everything is safe first. Yeah.
0: That's. Then after
2: we make sure it's safe, then we go in and deal with your issue. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: So the first, yeah, the first thing is safety.
1: Safety
2: right. the first. Yeah. And I think, and I think you, you've seen that sometimes you see like on on police shows where where uh, they go into a call and and they're like, well, I'm here, I need you to help me, but he's still kind of walking around and surveying the room. That's real. We have to make sure the room is safe before we can actually deal with your issue. Because what we don't want is we come in and we miss something and then all of a sudden now we're all in danger for because sure. we forgot to make sure that the environment uh, was safe for both of us. Yeah.
1: Wow. And okay, so something that you have touched on a few times as well, I like to kind of just crack open a little bit more, um, is training. Because I know that this is one of a very controversial topic. At least from the narrative that we hear over here, um, is that like police officers, especially in the states, are not being trained properly to deal with situations, um, to deal with the public or where people are now. And we've seen lots of posts online, Reddit threads, all of this. Um, And something you did say is that it's impossible to train for every possible situation, which is true. And I think anyone with you know common sense can understand that. But I would love to know your perspective on that just very blanket statement argument of police are not trained properly, essentially. <laughs> and I leave that ball in your court and uh, answer it however you you please. Uh,
2: it it is difficult because training is important, um, <laughs> and the amount of training that we get it's 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 never sometimes we feel like it's never enough to deal with the situation that we have to deal with. It's, it's, it's never enough because, uh, this it's always changing. It's always fluid. It's not the same situation every time. So it is, I can, I can see that as in it, how people say, Oh, we're not trained enough to do this. We're not trained enough because of of the situation or how we handle situations. Um, my answer to that would be, (laughs) <laughs> come through our training and see. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Come, come, come and see the, the amount of training that we have. Uh, these thousand hours that we go through. You can, like as a, as an academy uh, cadet that we go through our training, and then we do yearly. To it's just so much. If we trained as much as people wanted us to train, we would not be out there protecting and serving like we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, because we could, I mean, we, it's almost like being a, a um, if you guys do martial art, um, as you start, you know, going through your martial art, you would think, you know, repetition and then, you know, but if you think about it, a person who is committed to that craft is training all the time. They're, they're, they're going through the steps, they're going through everything to try to address every situation. Yeah. We don't have that kind of time because bad people want to do bad things. Mm. And so we have to uh, take what training we have. Hopefully it's enough to deal with the situation that we are called to do, to make sure that everyone comes out okay. And sometimes, um, you know, if we're not, you know, There's so many different things that we deal with on a daily basis and trying to be trained on every single thing to the level of which society wants us to be. Mm-hmm. is totally unrealistic. It's yeah. totally unrealistic. But we do our best. And as long as we go through the day and we do our best to try to serve those that we serve, then we can go home with a good conscience. I can tell you there have been numerous times that we go home and we know that we didn't handle that situation the best because we didn't feel that we what we are called to do or what we volunteered to do um, it just wasn't enough and sometimes those are some of the hardest calls that we that we deal with especially when it comes with children and women mm-hmm. if we cannot take that child or that woman out of that hostile situation and there's only we're only allowed to do certain things then we carry that with us mm-hmm. and then we have to deal with all right you know, is that, you know, she's in an abusive relationship, but she's so emotionally connected with this guy. We know the best thing for her is to get out of the house, but she don't want to leave because he it's just so much that we have to deal with on a daily basis. So um, it is impossible to be trained on everything that we do. But I can tell you that every police officer that goes into a phone, goes into a call, does the very best he can with what he has to work with. Mm-hmm so it is it is it is a, a very difficult job that we do on a daily yeah.
0: something that um just uh, another question for you we so like um as a christian right when i'm walking on the street and i see like sometimes i'll see things happen on the street and they'll be like they'll be like this this guy just preaching away and like he'll just say some things and put on a very different impression to what like i'm actually like as a christian and sometimes I feel like moments like that, now I'm not trying to put anyone down here or anything like that, but I'm also just aware, like, they put on a different impression to what, like, a Christian person is actually like. And so it then gets other people thinking, okay, like, all Christians are like this. And it puts us almost into this, I don't know if a box is a good way to put it almost, but it does almost. Um, and that really frustrates me. Do you as an officer, like, do you do you see other incidences, like, there's obviously been loads of things on social medias and things like that. And you see something and you're like, that's really poor kind of representation representation of like what we, how we actually deal with things or what we actually do. Um, Like, I don't know. How do you, how does it feel when you see things happening? Obviously we've seen a lot of things on social media. Like, do you see that? And you, what are your initial thoughts with that? Like, are you just like, this is poor and change needs to happen? Or are you just... I don't know, do, do, does that frustrate you as a, as another officer or is it just something you just have to put up with?
2: So it, it is very difficult for us when we see um, officers do bad things because we know that that is putting a, society is putting a bad light. Now they're, they're, uh, they're saying all officers are that way. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: that must be frustrating. <laughs>
2: When I when and, and when I see it, um, maybe I see it from a different perspective because I know what a police officer goes through on a daily basis. Right. And we don't know what kind of call that he just handled the, the, as we see in this, you know, how this clip that we see, we don't know what he's been through his whole day. He may have been shot at, spit on, hit, um, cussed out. I get, guarantee he probably was cussed out during at some point during the day.
0: Yeah.
2: So now we have to, we have all this. Remember I said every call we carry something with us. Mm-hmm. So now what, what you're expecting us to do is to be superhuman. You expect us to carry all this as humans, to be superhuman, to be emotional. And then then society expects us to handle this call perfect every single time. Nobody is perfect every single time. So there are times. So my perspective is... I. I always wonder what that officer went through prior to him, him seeing us. We seeing him in his light. Yeah. His, I mean, there are times when, um, he's, he's dealing with cause <laughs> we deal with stuff at home and then we deal with stuff at work and then we sometimes those two collide. Yeah. So what if I have, I'm coming to a call and I have a situation to where, um, my child is, in the hospital for some reason, and then I come to this call where I see this child being abused and is in the hospital. And then what society wants to do is separate the two. Oh no, this is your personal life. This is your this is your professional life. But that's impossible to do because I am a human as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually, sometimes we get we get frustrated. Sometimes because it's maybe it's it, it's it's who that person is. Um. At the same time, um, we're more concerned with how his actions, the second and third order effect, because what we're worried about is not only are we worried about you guys as civilians and making sure you guys are taken care of, also got to take care of my colleague, Mm -hmm. because if he does something that is out of ordinary or something wrong, not only does that affect him, it affects his family, it affects his kids. Yeah. It affects the way society sees him now mm-hmm. off of one mistake. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not excusing some of the mistakes that some of the officers make. Um, but sometimes there's there's backstories. And, and have you ever seen have you ever seen where something comes out and then people, it's, it's the loudest story. So that's the first thing we believe. Right. And as we start unpeeling or unpeeling that on you, like, oh oh, this guy was actually a bad guy. Oh, he actually hurt some people or he actually does some things that are bad. And now the police officer is having to take all that. But we don't get that backstory until it's two or three weeks later. We have already convicted. We have already judged the police officer what he's done. Yeah. That happens a lot. But we have to, as police officers, we have to be in control at all times because every situation we go to is out of control. So we're... We are put in a position to bring control into an uncontrollable situation mm. every single time. And Sometimes it's very difficult to do,
0: yeah.
2: uh, depending on, on the situation. So um, it's not it's not excusing what they do. Um, but I think we also need to realize that they're people, too,
0: mm. and they
2: go through emotional roller coasters as well. Um, I think just like, you know, with my father, of course, Sadie probably told you my father being a pastor uh, for for over sixty years and, and what we grew up with, um, you 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 do not excuse the action,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but you also don't judge the person off that one action.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: you don't judge them off that one action. So right.
0: Right.
1: all right. So now, you know, we've kind of, we've taken this time and we've humanized, you know, and I love that. Like, I think a lot of times we forget, again, that people are human and we have, I think, a very unhealthy view of authority as well. So anyone that we kind of, like, view in an authoritative position, we instantly, like, feel like we don't relate to them or can't relate to them. So there's kind of a a loss of that empathy and that, um, I guess, that humanity and understanding that the other person's a human as well. So I'm super happy and super excited and honestly really pumped up that we like talked about that. And I feel like that is a really big underlying, um, I think, theme just for this talk. Now, but before we actually go and we kind of finish things up, there are some other some controversial terms or buzzwords, if you if you will, that have been thrown around that are always trending on Twitter or whatever. And I would just love, again as we said, attacking, attacking topics, not people, just the things that come to your mind or your perspective as someone that's living on the other side you know, of, of these issues that we see as social issues. Um, but again, maybe I've never even experienced them, yet you know, because of social media, I feel like I have a say in them, you know? and I think that's a very interesting time that we're in. Um, so we just have a couple for you. Um, the first one is police brutality, right? Like that is a huge, huge thing. And it's always trending. You know, is there, has there actually been a rise in police brutality that you've seen, you know, over the past 15 years? Is that a misrepresentation maybe of what's actually happening? Or like, what are your thoughts when someone comes up to you and talks about police brutality?
2: How how are you defining brutality?
1: Well, I think in the, in the general, um, like scope of social media, it would be a police officer, um, unnecessarily using his force, usually with physical force.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so you're asking me, is that a, I, what, how do I feel about when I hear that word?
1: Yeah, exactly. Or like, it's such like, it's always trending on Twitter or something. And we like talked about how, you know, you could see one video and then go off, you know, with that. And it kind of spirals out of control.
2: I think, I think it's, I think it does occur. Um, I think because we are emotional animals, I think sometimes we do take things, we do use our authority in the wrong way to get our desired result. Like I mentioned, our desired result of what we think is right. Mm. Um, when, when I hear about police brutality, like I said, I said, all right, well, let's, 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 let's unpeel how we got to this point. Cause sometimes we want to take that point. Uh, that moment or that situation and define that person well let's back up and let's see why he got to that position now i'm not saying what he did was right right but if we really want to start healing and trying to change that term of what that means we have to find out what he's been through prior to that moment or what he's going through right now or in his life like 40 like if, if i was um um one of the things that as police officers, like you said, we hate to see women and children abused. What we may not know is that police officer may have been an abused child mm. and you don't know that.
0: Right. So
2: now when I see someone being like, when I see a child, if I was that police officer and I see that child being abused, I'm gonna take it to the extreme because I don't want that child to go through what I've been through. Right sometimes they they do take it to the extreme. I think it sometimes has to deal with what they've been through or what they've seen prior to that situation, which uh, I guess doesn't give them the okay to do it, but there's a reason behind why he's doing that. So let's find out what that is. If you want to start healing our police officers, one of the things that we didn't do in the past is really think that police officers were going through mental stress or PTSD and they think that we are a superhuman and we don't have emotions and we don't go through that we go through that on a daily basis right. right um we come from police officers come from abused homes police officers come from being sexually abused police officers come from being um um overly punished by our parents or whatever or society and we come we're just we're just like you guys some of the issues all police officers i can guarantee that every police officer has been through every single thing that every person has been through, as as a whole. So, I may have been abused. My other police officer may have been, you know, uh, um, uh, sexually abused. I may have been physically abused. I may have been, been mentally abused. We've all been through that. Right. So when he goes to that level, no one, as a police officer, no, we're not taught to just snap like that, right? As yes. police officers. But as humans,
0: mm.
2: yes, we do have the ability to kind of use our authority in a manner that's not right. And, and that's, that's not right. Yeah. So when they talk about police brutality, let's, let's um, peel that onion, onion and find out what is he really going through. But for him to get to that point and have the authority to do that and abuse that authority, he's going through something. Yeah. Right. He's going through
1: something. Right. I think you mentioned something also very key. Like you said, like to heal from this. And I think a lot of times we don't want to actually go through that, or like, understand that like that is something that needs to happen because it's a process, and it like, yeah. So I think that was a really good and keyword you said there, um, as well. Some another big thing, especially back in, I guess, twenty twenty, um, was defund the police. Now that one, as a Canadian, did not fully, I guess, understand it because obviously that happened mostly in an American. Society, I think that is where it originated, um, and like the police structure there. Obviously, it happened a bit in Canada as well, and I was trying to figure it out. Um, but when someone talks to you about like, oh, we need to defund the police, um, <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> that's what I was expecting. I, would know, I want to know
2: what what do they mean by def like what do they mean by that?
1: You know what? That is a great. Let, question.
2: let me say. Let me tell you this. If <laughs> what's okay, let's let's say. Uh use a scenario, say we have <laughs> um, a thousand police officers on the street. That's that's our department has a thousand police officers. If we cut police officers in half. Can we guarantee that we can cut the criminals in half as well? Are people to do bad things or can we cut that in half as well? Hmm. Can we can we uh, uh, I I guarantee if if we cut the police force, the crime will increase. And then that leaves us that goes back to our training. We don't have time to train because we're out there on the streets protecting you guys as best we can with what we have. So for them to I would want to like, what do you mean by defund the police? Okay, how about we should we defund teachers as well? What would that do? Should we defund? uh surgeons because there's some bad surgeons out there let's defund them as well let's defund um firefighters how about we defund them because some of them have done some bad things as well so when you talk about defund the police you have to really define what do you mean by that are you talking about cut the staff or are you talking about hey let's get them more training so they're better at what their job is or let's get them um the mental help they need deal with to make sure that they're serving us better let's 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 try to try to fix this let's do the, the, there's a win-win situation in every scenario we just have to take the time to find it right. so the defund just like you said that's that that's that that social media buzzword
1: it's a buzzword yeah <laughs> yeah
0: okay yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: hey you know what? Honestly, well said. I've never asked an actual police officer that. So thank you for uh, <laughs> Yeah, taking that on. Taking that on. Exactly. <laughs> that, that, that perspective. Um, but yeah. Amazing. This has been such an awesome episode. Um, we're so excited. We're so thankful um, that you've been here. Um, do you have any kind of final things you want to say? Recap thoughts. Recap yeah. thoughts or anything that you just want people to know about law enforcement essentially um, that we didn't get to talk about?
2: It's, it's, um, it's a thankless job. Uh, we are, everybody loves firefighters. Um, everybody loves, uh, um, uh, paramedics because they know that they're, they're coming in to save. when we are called, it's usually because something is wrong mm. or something needs to be fixed. And sometimes people don't like the way we fix things. So, um, and we're, and we're okay with that. We're okay carrying that that, that title of coming in to fix things and, and maybe not handling the situation that, that you like because at the end of the day, our concern is to make sure we protect and we serve. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't say we serve first and then we protect. Remember we talked about when we come into a household, we gotta make sure that how we're protecting everything first we get everything safe now we're able to offer the service of of what we can do to help you and just realize that every police officer what you're seeing every police officer is not a bad police officer Uh, there are a lot of great things that police officers are doing just that it's not social media worthy Mm. right it's not bringing the news it's not getting the eyes It's not getting the likes um but there's a lot of police officers that are doing the right thing and doing great things within the communities that we work in. Um, let's start highlighting some of those. Right. And see how that can change the perspective of the people. Grant there's going to be someone that's going to see a situation and they're going to run with the bad. Um, and that's in every situation. Um, and let's have, let's have the fierce conversation. You know, if you really want to know what a police officer goes through on a daily basis, come ride with us. Mm-hmm. And see what we deal with on a daily basis mm-hmm. or because um, some people are able to do ride alongs right yeah, in the back seat. Yeah. You can go. You can go to every call that we go to. You can see how we handle every call that we go to.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and let's 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 start doing some of that. If you really want to know what a person is going through, put yourself in their shoes. And a lot of people who are going with these buzzwords, defunding uh, police brutality have no idea what we do, especially like in the military. What I deal with on a daily basis, people have no idea of what we go through on a daily basis, just to make sure that we protect and serve those citizens that we're a part of. Wow. It's, 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 it's insane the, the amount of responsibility that we have to carry. Uh, and yet and still, um, it's, it's a thankless job, but we volunteer to do this. And that's what we wanted. Someone has to do it. Mm. So we volunteered to do it
0: yeah great well thank you so much officer barbie <laughs> 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 I but yeah thank you so much for your time mate uh, really appreciate that
1: uh, yeah yeah that's
0: a wrap for the series
1: it is a wrap for the series yeah. thank you for being our grand finale <laughs> Yes. Uh, i think it was definitely yeah. well worth it <laughs> Um, and I know I feel very challenged. My perspective has definitely been challenged on quite a few things. <laughs> <in the future. laughs> <So you laughs> all, yeah, that yeah, you've at least had a challenge of perspective as well. Um, and thank you for letting us ask you these questions that we've been wanting to ask and answering honestly. And yes. it's been a great time. So thank you so much.
2: There's no problem. The fierce conversations need to be had if we're going to heal ourselves and our nation and who we are as people you have to have the the, the conversations and, and I need to, I need to see, I need to, I need to come from where you, I need to know where you're coming from to really understand how we can be better together.
1: Right.
2: And Sometimes people don't want to do that. They don't want to have those hard conversations. You don't need to have them all the time, but have them to the point to where now I understand Courtney. Now I understand Zach. Now I understand Sadie to know that if I can, if there's something that I can offer to make you guys better, or you have something to offer to make me better, then let's, then let's do that. Let's, let's figure out what the win-win is moving forward and, and, uh, become, you know, heroes to those people that never had a hero or never had someone to come in and help them out to be that example that God wants us to be as Christians, you know, be that person. You know, I really can't get To know who you are, unless I spend time with you. So come spend some time with me in my perspective. So let me hang out with Zach. I want to be there when Zach gets his his, gets his tips frosted. (laughs) I want to support that. I want to be there for that. So
0: yeah, I Don't be
1: We'll trade a ride along for uh, for frosted tips.
2: And, and then just just realize, you know, we're we're not perfect. Yeah. We, we try to be, we're given authority. Um, sometimes we do abuse it because of what we've been through, because we've been abused.
0: Mm.
2: And sometimes when we, we just, it gets so frustrating. But, <laughs> but we, well, we try to be the best that we can be on a daily basis. And sometimes we hope that's enough. Well,
1: there you are. Well said. Yes. Well said. Yeah. That's a perfect way. And I guess, as you said, um, yeah, even just to me and Zach that <clears throat> being the best you can be and doing your best is sometimes all you can do.
0: Um, but Hey, yep.
1: thanks for showing up. Thank thanks for so showing much. up here today on this episode. Hey.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: before, cool. yeah. Thank you so
0: much. So <laughs>
1: before we leave Zach, <laughs> where can we
0: pass a question? Yeah. yeah. Where um, can they find us? Yeah, we're all over YouTube, uh, the anchor of the week and Instagram and also TikTok. Yes. We had we finally posted recently, didn't we? Yeah, or TikTok. <laughs> is little TikTok. Little, yeah. It's uh <laughs> pending, yeah. So
1: yeah. and of course all podcast platforms. Podcasts. There's always one. There's always one. Always But that's why I'm here. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Officer John Barbie. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Anchor of the Week. Yeah. And we will see you real soon.
2: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you